You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones, here talking a little bit about transfer QBs. You know we've got two of them that have gotten a lot of interest, at least from Auburn fans. One of them has already made a visit. We're going to talk about it, see who is the best fit for Auburn. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop style here. You got Ike Jones in here talking a little bit about QB. Hopefully you guys are doing really well this morning. It is Monday, May 1st. We are already in the month of May. The transfer portal is officially closed as far as the deadline to enter. Uh, Now, uh, people who are in the portal still have time to jump back out of the portal and potentially go back to their school of choice or wherever it is if they don't get a home. If they have a spot, that's still welcome for them. That's the danger in going into the transfer portal. But right now, we are in the period in which you cannot enter anymore. But we are here, sponsored by RogueShop.com. You guys, make sure you head over to RogueShop.com. Use code REPORT to get a little percentage off of your purchase. But we're going to be talking about the QBs that could potentially come in here to Auburn. Joining me this morning is my guy, B-Will. How you feeling this morning, man? Feeling all right. I got some comparisons to make this morning. I'm ready to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we got two QBs, one of them, Casey Thompson. We talked a little bit about him yesterday. Didn't talk too much about Peyton Thorne, the other one. Did mention him yesterday. If you guys uh, excuse me, didn't get a chance to check that out yesterday on the weekend tailgate, had a very good conversation regarding the quarterback situation at Auburn. Um, but got some stat comparisons I want to pull up here for you, B-Will. We're going to talk about the two quarterbacks, Michigan State transfer Peyton Thorne, Casey Thompson from Texas slash Nebraska. So what we're going to be looking at here is statistics on the two quarterbacks, their career statistics, and their best season right here for you. Yards, completion percentages, touchdown, interceptions, not everything, but just a little something so you can take a look at what the stats are looking like. Um, Now, both of the quarterbacks have had at least three years. Casey Thompson has had four years. Let's... um, you know, yards for Casey Thompson in more seasons, but I think they're around the same number of games played. I didn't have that right here on there statistically, mm-hmm. uh, but still Thorne threw for more yardage in uh, fewer years over there. But what you see is Thompson's a little bit better on his completion percentage, even his uh, and his he's really around, you know, 62 percent just overall. Like he doesn't dip below that amount ever um, in his career thus far. 47 touchdowns, 17 interceptions uh, career, 49 touchdowns, 27 interceptions. Uh, So a a little bit better touchdown to come to interception ratio there for Casey Thompson. Best season, uh, 19 to 10 versus 24 to 10. So in his best season, better for that season. But looking at those stats, what are you feeling about this QB competition? And just what are your thoughts on both quarterbacks? Whichever one you want to start with, I'll let you. You talked a little bit about Casey Thompson, but maybe you want to dive back Mm. into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, based on those stats, what I see is I I would want to know the circumstances of of their play. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I know absolutely that in 2021, which was Thorne's best season, he had an insane running game. It was the the ground and pound, and the, the quarterback's going to get some open looks and one-on-one matchups, so you just have to do what you have to do. Now, to his mm-hmm. credit, 
he was able to do that. So there are definitely QBs who, hey, man, look, the run game's clicking. All you got to do is deliver. Be on time and be accurate, and you should be able to get a high number of completions. It seems like, based on the stats from that season, he was able to do it. There are definitely quarterbacks in college who are not able to take advantage of easy situations if they are not good quarterbacks at the college level. Thorne apparently was able to execute and take advantage of that. The offense was set up so he could succeed in 2021. Now, I didn't watch Michigan State in 2022. So I can't say, I, I don't know exactly why they look so bad. I brought that up yesterday and everybody's like, well, there was a lot of stuff wrong for them. So I don't want to make any assumptions about exactly what was wrong versus uh, the previous season. What I do know is the thing that I like about Casey Thompson is the offense was clicking at Texas in 2021, 2020, whatever the last time he was at Texas. This is, was his last year at Texas. I can verify that. One. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. The, the offense was clicking. He was putting up big numbers. Uh, he was at Texas in 21, so he only played the one season at Nebraska in 22. Okay. So, with that being the case, it, I mean, I don't... If you believe anything about what's going on in Texas, uh, then the boosters kind of make the decisions on who plays what, because honestly, I don't know if... I don't know if um, Quinn Ewers is a better quarterback than Casey Thompson necessarily. I just know it seems that Maybe he was more of a prime choice coming from Ohio State as a bigger recruit. So Texas kind of goes for that. And they they pushed him out. And Casey Thompson said, well, let me go get a starting gig. And one place he could start was Nebraska. Nebraska was a terrible team. Now, Scott Frost was going to fight like hell to try to make the most out of that. But he came back and he was fired before the season got to the halfway point. So in a terrible season, a terrible year, where very little about that team was good, Casey Thompson still had a 63% completion percentage. Yep. I, whether, whether or not the offense in general as a whole could find the end zone consistently, that's definitely dependent on what your run game looks like, what your offensive line protection is, how good your wide receivers are. But what's most up to you is that completion percentage. And that stayed high. And his, his uh, touchdown to interception ratio was still as good or better than Thorne's best year, if I'm not mistaken talking about the 2022 Nebraska campaign for Casey Thompson versus Thorne's best season, which was at Michigan State in 2021, those TD to INT ratios are still comparable. If you're going to give me Nebraska, recent Nebraska talent and circumstances and still play at that level, we haven't had anybody hit 63% since, what, 2017? Uh, I don't recall what Bo Nix's was before he got hurt. a couple of seasons ago, he might have been hovering That's around true. that range. That's right. He was he was getting up there. He had some bad early parts of the season to kind of weight it down. It, it would have been borderline. So, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we haven't had a guy have that completion percentage over a full campaign. Uh, if it was 2021, maybe. But I... If you can play Here's well thing, enough, low key, in DJ completion percentage was in the low sixties, right? Like he wasn't as bad as everybody tried to make him out to be. He was turning that ball over. Yeah. Though. Now listen, but I'm you just talking about completion yeah. percentage. TJ yeah. was in that yeah. range. Now the, the turnovers, yeah. completely different conversation. Yeah. Well, TJ was actually past that range because he was completing it to the other guys. So I mean, he was <laughs> he was doing real good for a while. Somebody so, yeah, he was it. good. Somebody was catching. He was he threw a very catchable <laughs> ball. <laughs> So, um, but that's what's, that's what's encouraging to me about Casey Thompson, because when I watched him, and I watched him several times, really to see if the team was going to cover the spread, if they were going to put up points, um, 
I, I saw somebody who doesn't make big mistakes. Even when Nebraska, their defense was awful. Their defense was awful. And he still gave them a chance both drives. He he didn't he he didn't look out of sorts. He didn't look flustered or overwhelmed. He did what he could do. And I thought he did a good job at Texas. I was surprised they pushed him out there because I watched him a couple times. I think that was Sark's first year, 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Sark's first year. I was like, man, this guy's not bad. Where'd they get him from? I have never watched, and, and because I watch enough football just from general sports betting, I was like, huh, okay. So I have a, an idea of who guys are, but like, oh, no, I remember betting on them, and I thought they were going to cover, and this guy stunk, and I'll never bet on him again because I know that guy stinks. That's happened a few times. This is not one of those times. Mm. Casey Thompson is a good quarterback. I don't know how good of a runner Thorne is. Casey Thompson not as is, good as Casey. Is, I, he's he's decent. Okay. Now. he can run, but he, I don't. I think Casey Thompson is the better runner of the two. I don't have their running statistics right here in front of me, um, and I yeah. can pull that up again while you're talking. But go ahead. Yeah, I I, I think Casey Thompson is the more athletic between the two. I know that he is. He, he's he's a better quarterback. I think he's the better quarterback. Um, he is not the athlete athletic quarterback that Robbie Ashford is. Robbie oh, Ashford, no, yeah. I think, is is a superior athlete. Yeah. Just the speed alone is is unreal. Um, but we were wondering, like, what do you get in this second portal period, right? What, what's going to be out there for you? I wonder why Casey Thompson jumped in late, number one, because he's a good prospect. He would have started at Nebraska. I, I don't know how he wouldn't have started at Nebraska. But the coaching change does change things for a lot of people. A lot of people. People who are in a situation where they may be primed to start, but go, I'm not really feeling what you guys got going on. So I'm going to jump out of here. So he seems to be, and you said this yesterday, and I agree, this is the one prospect that makes sense. He's done better throwing the ball. He's shown better throwing the ball than any of the guys on our roster. That's circumstantial for our guys because they either haven't played or haven't played healthy. Correct. Understood. Mm -hmm. He has not been bad with bad talent around him. Like, listen, man, I we've seen what it looks like when the off... Bo Nix couldn't thrive behind a mediocre to bad offensive line and a poor receiving core. Uh, TJ Finley couldn't survive behind a bad offensive line and a, a mediocre receiving core. Robbie Ashford had his own problems, but the offensive line was still one of them. And he, it wasn't great. This guy's done it. He's done it better under poor circumstances than the quarterbacks that we have seen. Again, asterisk, Robbie Ashford wasn't healthy throwing the ball, could not really throw consistently. Yeah, I like those circumstances, whether he's the starter or he's a depth piece in the room. Give me a guy who can play under poor conditions and still play to the same level as some of the better conditions he's played under. I will take it. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, the conditions in which you're playing under are definitely things that are going to be inhibitors as to how well you're going to play. You want a quarterback who's able to resist the pressure and stand up under the heat. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are here for you all today. We are going to get into this comment section so you can tell us what you have going on, your thoughts about the QB situation. 
John Brannon, or actually, let's get us kicked off with our super chat. B Will's forehead kicks us off saying, Have we full throat committed to a QB yet? <laughs> if you didn't Have, watch the uh, show yesterday, then you don't even get that joke. And uh, we are starting off early this morning. Um, I mean, listen, Hugh Freeze ain't going full throat commit to nobody. I don't I don't think he's uh, the full throat commitment kind of guy. Uh, so no, nah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Now, has a QB uh, full throw committed to us out of the portal yet, which is the news I'm waiting for? Right. I don't think that's that's happened yet, but I, honestly, I don't think we're going to get a call on it until fall camp. Yeah, listen, uh, Casey Thompson, again, was in Auburn yesterday. I think he's leaving today, so we'll probably hear some news in regard to that. I'd be hard-pressed to find uh, – I, I it for me, it'd be difficult to think that if he heard what he needed to hear, he didn't walk away with some sort of offer or a desire to get a commitment. So it will be interesting to see how this progresses, considering the fact that Peyton Thorne is in the portal now and he's another someone who could potentially be out there. So this will probably be developing pretty rapidly here. Jay Finch jumps in and says the receivers tweeting at Tompkinson says a lot. I I did. I only saw Michael Riley Ducker tweet at him. I don't know if any of the other ones did. Um, I don't know how much it says, though. Um, does it say a lot? Yeah, I remember when, 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 well, when TJ was in the portal, Tank was recruiting him heavy. And I, I don't know if that worked out. That didn't mean TJ was a better prospect. Uh, they, I think players want the, the prospect of getting a better player or at least the option of a better player in here. They, they want that. So even if I, I don't want to say that it is, evidence that they don't believe in the guys that are here i think they're like oh no cool yeah let's let's get somebody else in here because you one hit away on the qb from from your productivity as a receiver falling off a cliff if the next guy is not as good or if he's not as experienced man give me somebody in here who knows what they're doing too yeah more more guys who know what they're doing can't be a bad thing yeah Let's jump up here and talk to john brandon who says any portal activity late yesterday i went to bed early I didn't see Um, anything new as far as Auburn guys jumping into the portal, which actually surprised me. I I was shocked that we did not have any DBs jump into the portal during this. I was. Yeah, for real. Well, no, we did. Craig McDonald. Oh, Craig. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, so we had one. But he wasn't yeah. even the one I would expect it to be, right? Like he, he no, he he was the one. He was the one I expected. No, just expected. because he was a transfer in already. So for him to transfer, oh right, right, in, right, right. That's I got, what, I I, like that's the you. only reason of all the people. Like now, it makes sense for him because of where he would have been on the depth chart. But it, I just didn't expect right. that he would transfer again. Um, so that was surprising for me. Uh, but yeah, that that's the only additional attrition we had from that room, and I did not see any other announcements from any other Auburn players in regard to their uh, portal status. So I think we stood uh, stood firm at like 10 or 11 guys hitting the portal, which that's a minimal amount considering when you're looking across the country and you're seeing, you know, people 20 plus guys hitting the portal. So yeah, uh, yeah. not bad there. <clears throat> and we haven't had any additional commits as of yet. But there's a lot of uh, stuff floating around on social media that, indicates that we likely will have a commit or two probably on the defensive side but nothing official has been announced unless it's happened since we've gone on uh this morning yeah 
Uh, RTJ Beat says Thorne has a teammate, Keon Coleman, wide receiver in the portal too. Yes, definitely aware of Michigan State having a wide receiver hit the portal as well. Have not had an opportunity to really look into that young man as of yet, but uh, yep, definitely aware of that. Yeah, I mean, but do we want to? I don't I hope we, our staff doesn't jump out there to get the wide receiver if the quarterback isn't the better option. Okay. Uh, I mean, as as long as you're going to get the other quarterback that you feel like is is a good option. I mean, here's my thing: um, you just get whatever you can at this point in time. Like we're just we're we're in a place where you need to be making some some decisions about what you want to do, and we need to make decisions about what we want to do. Uh, well, summer camp is I'm right saying, around the corner. I'm saying I hope they don't say, "Hey, well, we really want to get that wide receiver, so let's bring the quarterback in so we can get him as a pair." Because obviously, the wide receiver has rapport with the quarterback. But I mean, if listen, that's not the better quarterback, or not is the quarterback, it, is it a guarantee want. that they're a package deal? Do they want to go play for the same school? Is a question that you have to ask. I don't know the answer to that. That's good. Yeah, question. just because they played on the same team, don't mean they're friends. I don't want to stay on this soapbox for very long. Um, Come on. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Why, if I comment back to you when you say something to me, it's perceived that I have an issue with you. Like, I can disagree with you and not have an issue with you. Right. Like, that, I, I argue with B, Mike, all the time. All of the time. And these are some of my best friends. Like, that, me disagreeing with you about something does not mean that I have an issue with you. And it's like, I just don't understand that percent. Like, why are you mad? I'm not mad. You said something I disagree with, <laughs> and I said something back like am i not allowed do you just did you come here to make your point and didn't expect me to say anything back especially when what you're saying is not accurate and what was happening in this comment in particular was talking about how we bash Bo or previous quarterbacks is what was stated didn't say his name specifically but then spouted a bunch of Bo nicks uh stats for whatever reason um but don't do that with the other quarterbacks and i was like it's not the same thing you're catching our three year, our third year Bo Nix energy and wanting us to give that to year one, year one uh, TJ or year two TJ, well, not even really full year two TJ or year one Robbie. And it's like, it's, we, right. I'm not going to have, I, I don't know how many times I have to say, I'm not going to have the same energy for a guy his first year that's a first year starter as I would for a guy that was a three year starter. I just won't. Right. Right. So if you're expecting and- that, I apologize. I'm not going to do that. Right. And I think people really jumped on board with us in 2021. Right. That's what we kind of jumped on big. But listen, man, we it's not like we went into 2022 like, oh, this Bo Nix kid again. No, we were expecting an improvement and expecting a turning of the corner. And we didn't really get that. So when we didn't get that, 23, oh, excuse me, 2021, the third year was like, all right, man, let's start seeing it. And then we get Penn State and Georgia State before we see anything worthwhile. It's like, all right, so... Cut the music. Yeah. That's it. That's enough of that. But that we're talking three starts. We're talking, uh, excuse me, three years. We're talking over 23 starts right. before we got a Georgia State. It took us 25 starts to get a Georgia State performance. I don't think that's acceptable Yeah, for a quarterback who who is going to be the guy. He can be a guy, but not the guy. Yeah. So again, I, I you know, listen, you, you can disagree with me and I, I don't have a problem with you. So if... That's a thing, and you don't want me to disagree with you. I just won't. That's fine. I'll just let you make your comments and just won't say I thought I was engaging back with you in the conversation. So I apologize if my comments felt as if I don't know how you can feel anger through a message, but 
was felt, and I apologize. Haley jumps in and says that comp- completion percentage cannot be ignored. That is uh, what had everyone so high on McCall. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everybody's going to make it about the level that he plays at. Mm-hmm. All right. So McCall's over there in the Sun Belt, I believe, the Chanticleers. And Which is a terrible or, name. Yes, yeah, awful, awful name. Yeah. Awful name. Or uh, Casey Thompson's at Nebraska. Their division is usually terrible. Um, it's usually really bad. However, listen, man, at some point, you got to get the ball to where the, the players are. 70 plus percent, like you can system and poor competition your way up about five percentage points, probably. You know what I mean? If you be 60 percent in the SEC, if guys are slower, then you can make some throws and get away with it that you couldn't make in lower competition. Once you get to 70 plus, Something you're doing is right. Like your accuracy, your timing has to be exceptional because it's not like every guy in group of five is thrown for 70 plus uh, completion percentage. They're not. It's not normal. It's not usual. It's exceptional at the level you're at. Now, even if you want to say, all right, we'll take him down a couple of points because he's going to be playing better competition. Okay. Something that Brian Petit said, or his dad said, I think he was interviewed, said he had concerns about coming up to this level, but he said, yes. Every the competition is better, but the guys around him are better too. Mm. It's not like you're going to be playing against SEC Com- defensive like he, he linemen. You got to bring all of his folks from over at Coastal right. Carolina to come play. <laughs> yeah, your offensive lineman is like uh, 6'5", 280 pounds, but that's not who's going to be blocking for you here. We got some bigger guys, some more athletic guys blocking for you. And, and hopefully, I know we got some bigger wide receivers and some faster ones. Whether or not they're necessarily better remains to be seen. But everything is going to improve around you as well. Hopefully, the coaching has improved as well. It's not a one-for-one, you can do it there, but you can't do it here, man. People go from, I saw, it was, it was I was looking at where everybody was getting drafted. Owen Papo, of course, he went in the fifth round. There was somebody that got drafted in the third round, a linebacker from Sacramento State. Sacramento State. Now, the Patriots took him, because Bill Belichick does that. But he finds starters. Mm-hmm. And, and year-long, second contract guys, coming from not even group of five schools, uh, division two schools, you can, if you can play, you can play. Now, I'm not saying there won't be a transition if you come right. from the lower ranks, but if you can play, you can play, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, talent is talent. Um, you know, here's the thing. If there is a regression from 70%, as long as it doesn't drop below 60, yeah. you're still good. <laughs> drop to 63. Casey Thompson, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wa- Mystic Wanderer says, if Thorne brings his favorite receiver with him, that tips the scale for me. Listen, I don't know if it's his favorite receiver. I know that, again, that they went to school together. Um, I I don't know what their relationship is or what kind of chemistry they had on the football field um, or if they're trying to go somewhere as a package deal. I don't know if it's a Caleb Williams, Mario. Was it Williams? Mario Williams, the guy that went to USC with him? Um, Addison. Jordan, no Jordan Addison. Addison. I'm talking about like the the two. They were oh, from Oklahoma, Oklahoma with them. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, they were like a package deal to USC, which you know mm. makes sense. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if it's that kind of situation. But it would be good to have a camaraderie with a guy already. Uh, but mm. you know, we'll yet to be seen. There were some other receivers that uh came. You know, we already talked about the guy from Colorado, and I think the kid from uh, Ohio State was also in town recently too. Yeah, so. which is crazy. So and you know, Ohio State has a. So that's a situation where you might have found a gym, right? Because you know mm-hmm. Ohio State's receiver room is crazy loaded. So a guy not making the two deep at Ohio State might actually yeah. still be a really good receiver somewhere else. Right, 
Right. Right. So right. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I haven't looked very much into that young man, but it's a possibility that he could be somebody who um, could could pay dividends depending upon what his skill set is. James Barnett jumps in to be fair. Don't most of the QBs have turnovers? Every one of them does. Yes. Why do people act like our QB turnovers are worse? Turnovers, turnovers are turnovers, no matter who makes them. Yeah. Agree yeah. and disagree. Agree and disagree. How you disagree? Turnovers are turnovers, no matter who makes them. Our turnovers, when you have an offense that doesn't throw the ball a lot, your quarterback can't turn the ball over. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have less opportunities to throw the ball and you're going to have a low completion percentage, you can't add turnovers to that. Right. Yeah. OK. So, yeah, I'm with you. yes, it, turnovers are actually worse in certain scenarios. So like if I'm only going to throw the ball 15 times, I can't turn it over two of them. Yeah. Right. That's true. I'm only going to complete 40 something percent of the passes and a couple of them are going to be turned. That's terrible. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, if I'm going to throw the ball 30 <laughs> times a game. And I'm going to and you have to look at how many touchdowns that person is throwing as well. Right. Like how many times are they doing positive things for you? Because here, here's the thing. This is what I, I I always caution people against doing two things when they're making evaluations. Right. You don't evaluate highlights and you don't look at stats by themselves. Right. Right. If right. you want to look at deeper analytical stats, like look at things like what's their third down completion percentage, right? Yes. How do they complete like passes on third and long? Mm-hmm. Touchdown to interception ratio is a big thing, right? Interceptable right. percentage. The percentage of passes that could have been intercepted because Correct. DBs just drop balls sometimes, Correct. right? So yeah, your interceptions were low, but you had like four picks dropped over the course of like six, seven games. It could have been way worse. You weren't playing well. It just doesn't look like it's as bad as it was. Correct. And I mean, and look, and all interceptions aren't the same. Like some of them are tipped passes. You can't do much to avoid that on a right. consistent basis unless you're a shorter quarterback and you have a more a higher propensity for that, or your arm angle that you're throwing at. Blah, blah. Like so, there are there's a lot of things that you have to evaluate that aren't just going to be seen on a stat sheet. Right. Right. Uh, So and then, you know, you got to look at how is the offensive line playing in front of that person where they under like Mm -hmm. what was the pressure rate where they were like, there's a bunch of things that make it where it's like the stats are the stats. Yes. But there's there's another layer that you have to peel back and you can go two and three layers deep on that and really determine what's the real story that's being told by this person in their play. Um, So I just caution people on looking at a stat sheet and saying, oh, this dude threw for. 73% 73% and it's like yeah but he threw a bunch of screens right like right. which I'm not right. discounting the need to be able to throw accurate screen passes right but look at what types of throws they made when were those throws being made what what on and and specifically on your money downs right like on third right. down how well did this person deliver Mm-hmm. What was the run game that was attached to that? Like there's a lot of things that you need to be able to look at the system that they were playing in because some quarterbacks can thrive in any system. Some need to be in a particular type of system. Does that QB match with the system that you want him to come? There's a bunch of stuff you have to look at that's not just a statistic. So no, all turnovers are not the same, but a turnover is a turnover. Yeah. Wesley Hilson jumps in. Bo's best year was 2021, where he completed 61%. Wesley always going to come with the facts and the stats. I love it when he is on mm-hmm. the show. 20, 2017, Stidham had 66.5%. Marshall in 2014 was 608 And Cam, 66.1%. So mm-hmm. what I'm looking at here was before he got hurt, 6-2 and two season, uh, 
SEC championship visits. SEC uh, Marshall 2014. Now nah, we didn't really do that good in 2014. 2013 was the year. Yeah. Uh, and then Cam national championship, right? So when you have a, a quarterback that's completing in the 60s, you got a competitive team. Yeah, that's true. We do. And considering Marshall, I mean, we were putting up some some legendary numbers in 2014 because Marshall Marshall was passing better. Like, he was in the 50s in 2013, but we were running all the time. His athleticism at 60? Crazy. Yeah. You, you get a Robbie Ashford throwing 60-plus? It's going to be scary out here. Way different offense when you have that kind of situation going on. Matt Reeves jumps in. Do we know what the shoulder injury for Thompson was? I don't know what you the know extent of the injury was. I do know he had to have surgery on it, though. It was it wasn't like some real quick. Yeah, so I said we can look that up, and um, so and that's another reason we talked about yesterday why uh, Coach Freeze I think was adamant on actually having guys come and visit. He wanted to see them throw uh, because he wanted to be able to put them through their own kind of workout and see kind of where they were especially when you're dealing with guys like uh, Spencer Sanders was who had a shoulder injury that precluded him from being able to throw. Casey Thompson, who was coming back from surgery, he was slow getting back in and started to throw again. So Coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery wanted to actually see physically see their guys come in and make throws. Um, so it's important for that. And again, I don't know exactly how it went down uh, yesterday with Casey Thompson on staff, but we will definitely hear more about that as the days progress. So I'm looking it up, and it said that he injured the shoulder. It didn't say the, the nature of it, but that uh, Matt Rule had him limited in the spring mm -hmm. in throwing, so they didn't put too much on him as he was recovering, but at least it was possible for him to throw already. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he was still in the sling and just watching and going to meetings. Right. Like Him being an active participant in, in practice was possible, but they weren't going to push it. Uh, to preserve the health of his shoulder. So um, he also had an injury last year, some nerve damage in his non-throwing elbow, but he missed two games because of it and played through the rest of it. So he's got a couple of injuries. I mean, he played enough quarterbacks, it's going to happen, but he doesn't seem to have taken him out of many games. He still played, I think, the exact number of games last year, playing through them, doesn't say the exact number, but he played at least eight games mm. last year even with an elbow where he missed two and then a shoulder where he missed some more. So um, he's, he's got some issues, but again, him being on campus for the coaches to see him is probably the most important evaluation they could have of him. Yeah. Corey Weber jumps in and says, Thompson left this morning without speaking to the media. Make anything of that? No idea. I wouldn't no, I talk have no to idea him at all. TK jumps in <laughs> and says, but why so ugly to Grant Lloyd? Uh, he's not good. So, <laughs> but see, uh, but see that's, okay, so th this is my point that I, th like I have different energy when I actually don't like a quarterback. Like I, you, you guys have never heard me say anything good about Grant Lloyd. Not one single, not, I don't know him personally, so I can't speak to, oh, he's a good dude. I don't know any of that. All I know is what I've seen as far as tape and play, and it's not good. And I've never said anything good about him. So, that that's the only quarterback that we've ever had that I would consider that I've trashed is Grant Lloyd. Outside of that, I haven't trashed any of these young men. I've spoken truth about how, what I feel about their play, but I've said Grant Lloyd as a quarterback is trash. I've said that, and I don't apologize for it. And you know, Grant Lloyd probably wanted to like he probably want to run a fade with me some point in time in life if he ever saw me. But <laughs> it is what it is. 
Corey Weber jumps in again and, again and says, uh, you guys see the JUCO offensive tackle. We offered 6'9", which is ridiculously tall, 345, trying to get him to come enroll this month. Yeah, so what? So why wasn't he eligible to sign with anybody before the spring? Or why is he just now eligible to sign? Does he have to graduate in, in May 1st? I know that does happen with some JUCO guys that need to graduate to get out. Um, because I figure a guy of that size, at the very least, a lot of P5 programs would have been kicking the tires on him. So so what why is he, why has he not been picked up yet? I'm 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 interested. I want to know. Don't know at all what's up with that situation. Six nine is super tall, bro. Like why it's king. Yeah, like like <laughs> like he could just like do like this and and be able to block most people. Yeah. But the leverage though, you get somebody who can get low on them, see so he gotta get some way around. Yeah, he just gotta make sure he can, you know. Squat really well and get wide, and it's going to be a long time before you can get around the edge. So we appreciate you guys for being in here today. That's another morning drop because I love y'all, man. We'll be back at y'all tomorrow morning. As always, War Eagle, we are out of here. Peace. Drop. Drop.